Josh's head is exploding because it's betting time! What do you mean if there's a line? What do you mean? There's a line, line now in the Detroit-Miami game. Well, there was a line all the time. There was a line the whole time. Oh, well, apparently I took that one as well. Man, Lefko locks are a, real unorganized this week, too. everybody. <laughs> Sims is feeling real Whoa. cocky. And I, I don't even like it, too, because then you leave my paper here face up. So he, turned, look he turned it over. So he he didn't turned it over, it. and then you walked out of the room. He don't do that again. Right. Don't do that again. Well, he, he didn't look at it. That's don't a Josh. That I think we're conspiring against him. I'm telling you that he left it up, and I literally verbally out loud went, fucking Fendrick, and I turned it over. Because I didn't even want it to be there. I'm being. He has yeah. not been allowed in the dock this year. There's no cheating this year. Okay, good. We, the last three years, I can't speak to. I don't understand how <laughs> no I have more year. money and I have a better record and I'm cheating. Okay. Josh, let's go to the back. Let's go this I'll, week. Oh, let's find out. Yeah. Sims. All right, guys. Coming out of week six. Sims Hi, everybody. Making a few moves. So the bank accounts through week six. Sims, you are at minus 1,060 Woo! bleacher bucks. Lefko, you are at minus 450 bleacher bucks. The big one, the big one coming out of week six. Sims, you hit your $500 bet on that the 49ers big. on Monday Night Football. That was big. Uh, overall, last week, Sims, you were eight and seven. Lefko was six and nine. You still nice. owe him 20 for yeah. the Broncos Jets two weeks ago. Finally paying. Where's my 20? I gave it back to you on the last podcast. Did he? Yes. Okay, good. Absolutely. Hey! And then uh, overall records for the entire season, Sims, you are 34, 41, and two. And Lefko is 39, 36, and 2. Whoop, whoop. Over 500. Over 500. Uh, check that. Sorry, Sims, you are 42, 48, and 2. Lefko, you are 45, 45, and 2. Did, did. I was did, reading the week six did, records. Did, My addition was right. I was did, just reading the wrong pitch. Yo, your math. We yeah. have to, like, seriously, I think we need, we need to give you a tutor. I think we should let him run the document. But Maddie I checked Ice, it last Lefko night. Checks. Maddie checks. Ice should do the math. I think we need to get Maddie Ice back in there. There were multiple times last year where don't you, put him under the bus. Don't you dare talk yeah, about Don't you dare put Maddie Ice under the bus. There Canvasser. were multiple times last year where you didn't bet the correct amount. Like you either bet more or less well, than you were supposed to for the you. week. When and you no and when anything. you and your fiance go out to eat, who figures out the tip? I do. Oh, so that I take my phone out and I do it there. No, I'm kidding. Do you? No, I don't. I can do that in my head. I have everything written out here. I was just looking at, looking at the wrong tab. Don't worry. Everything is good. Everything is legit. <laughs> if there's one thing that you guys want to criticize me for, it would be for not eating Jolly Ranchers as a kid. Not for my addition. Yeah, my addition maybe. is sound. Yes. Okay. You can't wear that shirt on video. Yeah, it's strobe. It's, strobe. it's, strobe. it's yeah. a great shirt. Maybe just, I want a strobe. Tell you. Maybe yeah. I'm trying to yeah, have some. How do you feel about these games this week? I feel like there's a lot of interesting matchups. Did you find them... I, I found that there was a lot of teams where I felt like I knew what they were facing each other, and I, I bet a little bit more on a bunch more games this week. What about you? Um, I really only felt confident in betting two games. Really? Just as, with the spread themselves? Yes, yeah. I did. There was only two where I was like, okay, I feel good about these two. Your spreads, did they end up looking like the actual lines again? Yeah, they were 
They were, let's see, Josh has seen them. They were pretty, pretty, pretty You had close. some close ones again yeah. this week. Yeah. Uh, the, I went back and looked at your spreads last week. Right. You almost nailed Texans-Bills. That one ended up being 2013. You predicted 21-13. Right. But, right. Yeah, I had a few that were close. Um, yeah, there's, there's. I'm, I'm pretty on point. What about say. this week of football in general? Right. I feel like, do you, like I think looking at the games, I think Patriots Bears is going to be a great matchup. Right. I think Panthers Eagles is going to be a great matchup. Yeah. I think Vikings Jets could be a good matchup I in agree. New York. Yeah. I think Saints Ravens is a phenomenal matchup. Yep. Uh, and I think Cowboys Washington and Bengals Chiefs. Like I think there's, there's six or seven matchups. real. Even teams. Yes. yes. I mean, yeah, Bucks, Browns, I think that's got a chance to have, be a fun football Very game. Very fun. You know, Dolphins, Lions, you know. Second Lions. week in a row, Dolphins are facing a team coming off a of bye right. in Miami. Right, exactly right. <laughs> you know, yeah, I hear you. Uh, you know, also Matt Patricia has been able to look at how New England defended exactly. them. Exactly. Uh, I also go, it's Brock Osweiler. Right, I don't know. get into the game. You're getting too excited. So, there's All a right. lot of things. You guys ready to make some picks? Yes. Let's do it. Starting off with Thursday Night Football, the Denver Broncos on the road visiting the Arizona Cardinals. Spreading Printed this game. out my stuff today. Spreading this game is Denver minus one and a half. Lefko, we'll go to you. We can't be the green podcast if you're going to just waste trees. Do they make like bamboo paper? It's still breaking down a tree. You're still wasting what was natural, that? breaking Verb? down paper. Ba- breaking down a tree. <laughs> it, but it, you're still wasting well, natural resources. But since I'm a tactile learner, I right. need to touch it. So I don't know what to do. No, that's some bullshit. It's, you you no, sit there literally, like this all day. You're, and you go. And I'm not retaining anything. Oh, oh, you're not. Okay. No. Then everybody, don't listen to Lefko's locks. There are shitbirds coming well, we up this week. Lefko, the injury is in your pick. Okay. Uh, injuries out for Denver. Uh, their starting tackle, Jared Valdir, out again, like third week in a row. Ronald Leary, out, torn right. Achilles. Shane Ray not playing. Pac-Man Jones not playing. Yep. Out for the Cardinals. Their line is banged up. Yeah. Ayupati is out. Right. Jeremy Vujinovic yeah. is out of backup guard. And I got a little inside information. I was texting with Justin Pugh. He has a broken hand. Yeah. And he says, I'm going to try and play with it. I'm right. not sure how the pain's going to do. And all I know is like, he sent me a picture of his cast and right. it like, kind of goes over the fingers. Right. I, it's going to be hard taking on you know, Pecco right oh, in your face. Without a doubt. I mean, if I'm Pecco, I'm just going to just attack that sledgehammer hand. his hand until it breaks I texted him and said, at least you can't get cold for a holding. Uh, <laughs> Trey Boston is out for safety. Uh, and Pugh is questionable, but I know he's going to try and go. Uh, the opening line... Line was Broncos minus one and a half. We're getting it at one and a half. I am taking the Cardinals for fifty dollars. Um, yes. Hi, little Cardinal. Good one, Josh. Uh, here is why I'm wrong. Last ten Thursdays, the Broncos are eight and two straight up and against the spread. They've been good on Thursday. I was there the, for one of them. The other reason I'm wrong. Look, Von Miller called out the whole fucking team. And said, we, we're getting our best this week. They just let up 200 yards to the Todd Gurley. They're going to feel really up, upset, all that. At the same point, the reason I'm right is Von Miller just called out the Cardinals and said, we're going to beat their ass. Sure. And I honestly look at the Cardinals, and this is a Cardinals team that hosted the Bears and almost beat them. This is a Cardinals team that was kind of slugfest with a few teams. Broncos are 1-4-1 one, and one against the spread on the season. Second worst in the NFL. Cardinals at home against AFC teams the last 10 games, 9-1. 5-4-1 against the spread. I think that this might be the David Johnson game. And I, I look at this Cardinals team, and I think that 
I think that you can't just say Denver's back against the wall because I think Arizona's back's against the wall too. So I'm going $50 on the home team here. Yeah, okay. That's cool. Um, all right, I'm going $50 on the Broncos. Okay. Um, it's not going to be a David Johnson game with all the offensive line issues you just talked about. Yeah, I, I think it's more of a David Johnson. I think they're going to get him in the passing okay, game. Okay, okay. And uh, listen, I worry about the Broncos' defense. Sorry, it's the two worst rushing defenses in the sport. Mm. But the biggest thing to me, I think more than anything, is um, the Broncos can actually run the football. The Broncos are a pretty good running football team. And you're gonna, everyone's going to get to see Lindsey again and do all that. It, left go, it, it's a tough one. It's I a real coin flip. It is a coin flip. I'm going Broncos to win the game 24-17. I think at the end of the day, too, the Broncos are just a better football team. I think they have more yeah. better players. I do think with Vance Joseph, you know, he is the first guy on the real hot seat. Like, Steve Wilkes is not on the hot seat, even though he's like to saying, like, oh, we got to all play for our jobs. Yeah. He, he just signed a new contract. He just got there. They're not going to fire him in the middle of the season. Now, Vance Joseph's ass might get fired in two weeks in, in the, the bye week if they don't straighten their show up. But so, do you have faith in Vance Joseph rallying the troops and turning it around? No, but I have faith in the Von Miller That's aspect who- of it. And just that they have at least some star players who have been around winning before that they might be able to, you know, hey, Case Keenum was in the NFC Championship game. Von Miller, of course, won a Super Bowl. Yeah. He's been two two Super Bowls since he's been there. He was hurt for one of them. I know that. Chris Harris Jr. So I'm just going to say they kind of yeah. win an ugly 24-17 game, but it's $50. That's, yeah. I'm, not going, I'm like, not, going crazy. not going hard on bad teams. All right, guys, moving on to Sunday, 9 30 in the morning is oh, it they're finally giving us some morning we've got some morning football here i totally forgot there was a london game yeah, this it's week. three in a row man i totally forgot so like, it's I last this week morning i was like damn there's somebody last there. week chargers titans and next week is philadelphia jacksonville yeah so the three and three tennessee that's titans the and that's the game i wanted them to send me to london well for. i'm just disappointed they're wasting that game on london i on, well on i'm more upset because Wembley field jacksonville where... owns london yeah. So that's why I'm nervous that's as scary. an Eagles fan. Yeah. They're so used to going yeah, out there. Anyway. Next week's breakdown. So. Three and three Titans uh, and the four and two LA Chargers in London, Wembley Stadium. Uh, Lefko, we'll go to you first for the injuries, and then we'll go over to Sims for the breakdown. Uh, did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, for the Titans guard, Quinton Spain. Uh, so they, they continue to get beaten up, even though they've... He came kicked. out of the game last week. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Derek Morgan and Will Compton both did not practice on Wednesday. Jeez. Uh, for the Chargers, obviously, Joey Bosa is still out. Kaiser White uh, missed practice okay. and limited in practice. Travis Benjamin is back to practicing, but right. in a limited time. Okay. And their kicker, Caleb Sturgis, uh, was limited in practice as well. Right. All right. Um I think the biggest thing here is I expect the Titans to give their best effort. That was, you know, listen, Mike Vrabel, Dean Pease, um, you know, Lafleur. They they got to be embarrassed by everything about last week. It was a disaster. So I don't care what you say, you know, or what you think about the team. You're gonna get the Titans' best hundred percent effort in this football game because they're they've been crapped on all week by their coaches. Their coaches are feeling the you know the pressure of that type of performance too. Um, I think the big thing I look at is like this: the Chargers' defense has really turned the corner the last few weeks in my eyes. I know we talked about it the other day, Lefko, and. Uh, I just don't see where the Titans' offense can truly take advantage of the Chargers' defense. Now, vice versa, I still have respect for this Titans' defense, and there's things they can do on that side of the ball. But, damn, the Chargers' offense, 
you know, I put it up Can't there. Can't really hone in on one no, thing. No, what's, what's, what do you really stop? You take away Gordon, you let Rivers go four wide. You exactly right. You take away right. the receivers, Gordon Eckler kill you. Exactly right. It's just, it's a really, and it's a good scheme. And they have old school running like There's we There's a reason about. we thought they were Super Bowl contenders. Exactly right. And there's a reason we thought the Titans weren't. I'm really mad I didn't go Saints Chargers. I really felt like he was going to set up for this Drew Brees versus old team Super Bowl. And I went with the Steelers instead. But either way, okay. I... I'm going fifty dollars on the Los Angeles Chargers. Why only fifty? Because uh, I'm afraid of London. I am. I mean, London. Yeah. I'll London. tell you what. With all, with all the with all the fan issues, maybe they move the Chargers to London. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, it's like, what is that? A ten hour time difference? They've been they- practicing in Cleveland all week. They stayed in Cleveland. Yeah, it's, Did just, they? it's just weird. It's just that's a weird, hard thing to get. A, so I, that's where I just I didn't want to go hard on it. I'm picking the Chargers to win 27 to 17. The London factor and the ass whooping the Titans received last week are the thing that scared me. I am putting 150 on the Chargers. And this is definitely going to be a left go lock, just so you know. You sound like you're from London. I always wonder what the uh, audio listeners think when we don't talk for like 15 seconds during that song and we're really yeah. just dancing the whole time. Uh, so my question, my That's answer. That's why you're strobing this week. Yes. yes. My answer to you about your big concern is I'm just worried about the Titans getting their ass kicked and coming back. Before that ass kicking, yeah. they lost to Buffalo. Yeah. So that wasn't enough to motivate them. I don't know if this is going to motivate them either as well. Valid point, left go. So Valid. the reason that I'm wrong, that I don't think maybe the Chargers cover, is since Mariota's rookie year, Tennessee as a six-point or more underdog, four and four. Mm. Which is like, to be a six-point underdog and to win half your games is pretty damn impressive. Four and four against They've the spread. Won the, oh, four and four versus spread. And, and one straight four? up. Wow. Yes. Um, here, I always think of you with the six and a half and two and a half. Is that your six and a half and two and a half? Or where like the Vegas? What do they call? What do you call it? Like the like everyone goes. Oh, there's something fishy about. Those yeah, lines? they're just not that confident. Right. I learned that from Cone. Cone. So I don't I know if that's Cone real. Saying or not. that too. All right. So remember what I said last week about London teams. When you're the favorite, you win, and that's what the Seahawks did. Sixteen mm. five and one straight up. When you're the favorite in London, fourteen and eight against the spread. So the favorite typically covers more. Right. Now, the Chargers, their last 15 games as six or more point favorites, 15-0. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. It's eight and seven against the spread, but 15-0, just straight up. Tennessee has never played in London before. Rivers faced Breeze in London back in 2008 and lost a shootout 37-32. to 32. Gosh, I forgot I about do that. like my quarterback having played in London before and having had success there. Right. If you see it, you can execute it more. The Chargers since the Titans, the Chargers against the Titans, since the Titans moved to Tennessee, 8-0-1 against the spread, 8-1 straight up. Right. So Philip Rivers, you know, and the Chargers against the Titans, they have a lot of success. I look at this team and I go, yes, the Titans are going to like hopefully going to bounce back and odds are, but you know, when you have a game where you get destroyed. Yeah. And instead of being able to focus on the game plan and motivation, you're also thinking about traveling across the country. And then also I think when you've had a lot of success and then you go against the country, like the Chargers, the big topic that they're talking about right now is why aren't our fans showing up? Yeah, right. 
And so the good thing is, is they go to a place where they might have more fan base in in London than they do here in the States. Right. I just think that when a team's clicking and then you go to London, you keep clicking. Yep. And I don't know if it's great for you. I don't know. I, I really like the Chargers in this game. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I, if, if this was if this was in the States, I might have picked another touchdown on top of that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like 34-17, something yeah. like that. I just feel weird. I mean, I just thought about them as players and going like, okay, you're used to West Coast time. Okay, now you've gone to Cleveland, still East Coast? Cleveland's East Coast. Right. I think about wins and losses like this. Yeah. Chicago, you know, they had that whole game last week where yep. they were the better team. Right. But there was nothing about Tennessee's last two games where I go, you know what, they just got a bad bounce. Right. They got destroyed. Yeah. And and the Chargers are a team that we had high, high expectations for. They're executing at a super high level. No doubt. And I think that those continue when you're when you have to travel. All right, guys, next game here, starting off the 1 o'clock slate, an AFC South matchup. Both these teams 3-3, three and three, Houston visiting Jacksonville. Spread in this game is Jacksonville minus 5. Lefko, give us the injuries, and then we'll go to Sims first for the breakdown. Yeah, so this line started off at minus 4.5, and, and then so more of the money is going on Jacksonville right now. Injuries, Houston, uh, Zach Fulton, their offensive lineman, did not practice, and Aaron Colvin didn't practice. Their uh, slot corner, both of them with ankle injuries. Jacksonville, Fournette, and Yeldon. Did not practice. Yeah, I know. And it looks like they might miss some time. Calais Campbell missed time after he walked off in that game with right. an ankle injury. Right. And DJ Hayden didn't practice with a toe injury. Yeah. Yeah, that's a but little... But Calais and the running backs are the scary ones there, especially against a Houston team with a really good D-line. Very, um, very interesting matchup. Two of my favorite teams to watch just because of the physical nature in which they play. Um I guess I, wor- I worry about the Texans O-line in this game, w- even before Zach Fulton being on the injury list, because the Texans O-line has pass protection issues. Uh, there's no other way to say that. And guess who will be foaming at the mouth? The Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I, I got to think they bounce back. If there's a team to bounce back a little, they're going home. They've been embarrassed for two weeks in a row. Two it's weeks one- in a row. It's one thing to one be on like, national television. Right. And it's one thing to be embarrassed by the Kansas City Chiefs. It's another thing to just be physically whooped into the ground of the fourth quarter against the Dallas Cowboys where, like, you're bleeding, and then they just, like, took a machete and were like, bleed more. <laughs> so uh, I, gu- I guess I look at it like this. I worry about the Jags because the Jags are having offensive line issues, like you said, running back issues, and their team is built to play defense and play through their run game and keep, yes. keep Blake Bortles in second and six and yes. second and five. Then the boots are there and the screens are there and then the occasional shot. I do think this Titans, I mean Texans defense is getting better. And, you know, if there's a weakness to the Jacksonville Jaguars, it is still that you can run the ball on Jacksonville, and Texans are a decent running football team. They are not bad. I think, okay, I'm going to bet $50 on the Houston Texans in this football game. Really? Yeah, I am. I just don't have enough faith that the Jacksonville Jaguars can win this game by more than five points. They're not just going to, you know, physically whoop the Houston Texans. And we know this Texans D-line can be pretty brutal. I'm The Jags win the game, but 16-13, to 13, ugly defensive struggle. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, another thing for you, the Texans in their last three, they're three and out, but they're one and two against the spread. Right. I'm going to put hundred and fifty dollars on the Jacksonville Jaguars here. I understand your points. That might be my new favorite one. Sims, I very much disagree with you. I wouldn't mind. 
Well, I, 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 I think that's overtaking your Raven one. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah it's a better voice. Yeah, it really is. Um, here are the reasons why I really like the Jaguars. <laughs> Last year, the Jaguars swept the Texans 2-0, and and they outscored them 74-14. to Okay? Right. What the Titans, I might have to do another chart. What the Titans are to the Jaguars, the Jaguars are to the Texans. Because if you think about it, the Texans want to be fast and spread it out and win man to man matchups. And you can't win man to man matchups against Jacksonville and you're not going to outrun them. You can't the- count the first game from last year. Okay? And did did Watson even play in the second matchup? I'm just saying that. I the, don't think he did. In just, the last 10. So that's all I'm saying. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. The Texans' last 10 games, right. they're 1-9 and nine against the spread. Oof. The Jaguars' so last... you're telling me it's going to change. The <laughs> Jaguars' last eight home games, yeah. they're 7-1. and one. They're 6-2 and two against the spread. Huh. And I looked at the Texans on the road. They're 1-2 and two on the road. They lost at Tennessee. They lost at New England. Their only win was that game they almost blew against the Colts, right. where they kind of played really sloppy at the end there. And Jacksonville at home, they beat the Patriots. They, they lost that one game against the Titans, and they blew out the Jets. So they right. beat the Jets by 19. They beat uh, the Patriots by 11. The Texans are coming off of a super sloppy win over the Bills where they didn't look that great. I was hoping to see Deshaun Watson kind of continue that run after the Cowboys and all that stuff. And it it wasn't what I hoped for. Mm -hmm. And now they're going on the road. And the Jaguars not only get embarrassed on national television in their worst defensive performance that I can remember since this team started to get together – but there's memes about Jalen Ramsey sitting there and dealing with their quarterback. Is there? Oh, like there's a picture of Jalen Ramsey that Josh and I were laughing got sent to us a thousand times on Instagram. So many people sent it to us. It's him just sitting on the bench, and it's when you realize what was the meme? It's, I think it's when you realize you've talked shit about every quarterback in the league, and then Blake Bortles is your quarterback. <laughs> yes, and and so my thing is, I think this is a very good Blake Bortles game. Yeah, I think they're bringing out the boots. I think they're. I think that he performs really well this game. Um, yeah, I just think this is a team that is we need to kill people, and this is a a Houston team right now that has a little bit of false hope. It's going one fifty. Yeah, one fifty on yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah. Yours makes sense because I'm sitting there and I'm going, man, like how the hell are they going to score if they don't have yelled and they don't have Fournette? Yeah, I just think it'll be an ugly game. That's all I think at the end of the day. I, I do think. I mean, you're you know the Jags are the better team. They are at home. They're going to be super motivated, definitely. Uh, I just think it'll be closer than five. That's I get it. Yeah. All right, guys. Next game on the one o'clock slate here: the three and two Carolina Panthers on the road visiting the three and three Philadelphia Eagles. Temperatures in Philly on Sunday: fifty is the high, thirty-five is the low. Chilly. Partly cloudy in the skies. Spread in this game is Philadelphia. Yeah, what was the weather in Jacksonville? Uh, Seventy-four was the high in Jacksonville. Any humidity? Perfect weather. No, uh, I didn't check the humidity. It was I'll get supposed back to be to in that. London. London, you ask. What do you think? I have this all in my head. Just no, you're supposed to do your job before. Uh, spread like, in this established game, you as the weather guy. Spread in this game is Philadelphia minus four and a half. Left go will go to you first for the yeah, injuries. So this in your actually pick. started off as Eagles minus three and a half, which is interesting. Did it really? Uh, yeah, uh, Carolina. Greg Olson, Dante Jackson, limited at practice. Uh, Dante Jackson with a groin. Uh, Philadelphia did not practice. Lane Johnson, ankle. Darren Sproles, hamstring. Uh, and then who's going first here? You are. You are. Okay. So I look at this game, and 
Um, first thing that jumped out to me is, oh, I really want to bet the Panthers. But it is the Eagles at home. Yeah, Eagles uh, at home since Doug Peterson took over, they are 15-4 and four straight up. Now, Carolina on the road their last four games, 0-4 straight up. Wow. And against the spread. Right. Um, Last year, the Eagles, as three-point underdogs, went into Carolina in what and was right before their bye in what I thought was the season-defining game for the Eagles. Right. It was Nigel Bradham's best game as an Eagle. Mm-hmm. He had a huge third and long stop right at the line, or right at the first down marker. He was all over the place. He was hitting uh, uh, Cam Newton. They did a pretty good job of limiting Christian McCaffrey, and they won that game 28-23. to I am putting $150 on Carolina plus four and a half. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles' last five games at home, while they are 15 and four at home, their last five, they're one and four against the spread. I am still very concerned about the offensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, yeah, I find Jason Peters leaving most games. I find Lane Johnson, if he misses, it's a huge, huge issue. And while I did like the Eagles' offense against the Giants, it was very reliant on slants and one-on-one matchups. And it, it felt very simple to me. Yeah. The Jordan Matthews slants, like... If the Eagles had to punt back after one of those times, I thought that Eagles-Giants game could have been very close. Sure. And I think Carolina coming into this game started off sleepwalking against Washington, and I think they're going to be getting the Ron Rivera push. Right. Um, Yeah, I I think that this is a close game that I think the Eagles could win, but I think four and a half is too many points. Yeah. To me, this is a field goal game or a Panthers upset. Yeah, I, I, I hear you there. Um a lot of good points. I guess I would look. At, I look at it like this: they match up very evenly. They really do. It's a super. They're even both matchup. about being big and physical up front. That's really where they get their advantages most week. They just go, well, we're bigger up front on both sides of the ball, and we're going to win that. And I know you think Fletcher Cox could have a huge impact with how weak the Carolina interior O line is. I do, and I think that's what I think. Uh, ultimately, that's what does scare me for Carolina. You know, I think the thing that I look at more than anything is. Um, I have a hard time believing that Carolina will run the ball on the Philadelphia Eagles in that defense. And, okay, now we got to throw the ball maybe a little bit more than we want to. And as long as our man Jim Schwartz doesn't become Jimmy Meathead and just play, again, he didn't blitz last week, okay, make the team execute. I got a tweet today right. from someone in Philadelphia that said, I'm listening to Sports Talk Radio, and they're saying that the Eagles have to blitz more. No, they, they, they need to look and I, I know there's a few people look, out there. Man, that we're have the only said, people that are looking. That, but they need to look at all the big plays the Eagles have led up this season have basically come against the Blitz. That your defense is talented enough up front. If you can play zone coverage and mix up coverage, to make the quarterback just pat the ball once or twice. Eventually, somebody's going to hit him, and the ball's going to fly in the air, or he's going to get hit as he's throwing. It's going to be an incompletion. You still have that type of defensive line, and you can keep fresh bodies flying through. Philadelphia, come on. Jalen Mills ain't that good. Don't blitz and leave him in a vulnerable position. Just don't forget that point going forward. Then I look at the other side of the ball and I just go, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. Like uh, the Eagles are simple on offense. They, they are a, it's a simple scheme. People have overestimated what they do. The Eagles became really good last year when the run game got going, yes. and then teams were like, damn, they are going to physically beat us into the ground, and then it makes our pass game better. And 
Uh, I don't. I have a hard time thinking you're just going to physically beat them into the ground. But I'll say this: if Carolina has a little problem with their run defense, it's edge runs. And I always mm. complain the Eagles don't run the ball up the middle enough because mm. they like to run the ball on the edge. But the Cowboys were very close to breaking big runs on that Carolina defense on the edge. The Atlanta Falcons. Remember we talked about sure. it was Tevin Coleman between the guard and tackle, tackle and tight end. All game long because they get in those, you know, double three techniques where the both linebackers are inside and then Keekly and, and them get, get stuck, stuck inside, inside and they can't get out. So that's the advantage to me. I know you're wanting me to make my pick. I, like you, am going with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. I just Four can't. and a half feels like a lot. A little too much. I like Eagles, though. Don't you dare eat that eagle, you little Carolina Panthers. Yeah, no, I think this is a. I think this is going to be a great game, but I'm, I'm like you where it's— I'm picking the Eagles to win 23-20. How much are you betting? And I'm betting $50, and I not say that, sorry. $50 on the Carolina Panthers— but, yeah, I think this is a tough, hard-fought physical football team that both are very close. I just like your defense being able to make them a little bit one-dimensional, and I think you'll be able to run the ball enough, and they don't do enough creative stuff on the back end of their defense that Wentz will have a few good throws and yeah, move the ball. That's my concern with the Eagles right now is it's pound, run, and then Ertz or Matthews or Alshon on like a like a slant. Yeah. And get it and let's keep it yeah. going. And for Carolina, I look at this offense for Carolina and I just worry about Cam Newton against this defense. Right. Because I don't really think that when you look at the teams they faced thus far, the Eagles have not faced really a mobile quarterback yet. Yes. Um, and when they faced a kind of one in Mariota, he was able to have a little bit of success. Right. But I just think I know that the Eagles have 10 days to prepare I just think there's also you face the Giants and you get a little cocky. Your defense haven't faced Eli, and then here comes Cam. And yeah. I don't know if there's a bigger difference between two quarterbacks than having faced Eli and then coming back and facing Cam right, Newton. Right, right. I, yeah, yeah, you're right. And, you know, we made the point, too, but you started off with the Fletcher-Cox thing and those the interior part of O-line, pass protecting Carolina. I have a hard time thinking they win that much matchup against Philly to where we can stop the run. Now they have to throw too much. And I just, as much as I love Cam and his ability to stand in yeah. there, and make, I just think they're going to be around him a little too much. All right, guys, 1 o'clock here in the New York area. The Minnesota Vikings 3-2-1 and one, visiting the New York Jets at 3-3. Three and three. High for this game is 49 degrees. Low is 34. It's finally fall in New York. I yeah. assume you're happy about that. Extremely. Uh, spread in this game, Minnesota minus 3. Lefko, give us the injuries, and then we'll go to Sims first for the breakdown. So, did not practice for Minnesota this week, or on Wednesday. By the way, we record this Thursday, so I don't get Thursday practice reports yet. Linval Joseph did not practice, ankle, okay. knee, and shoulder. Right. Sendejo didn't practice, right. groin. Riley Reef left tackle, foot, did not practice. Dalvin Cook, full practice. Full practice. Dalvin Cook is back. Yep. Nine people did not practice for the Jets. These are some of the big names that did not practice. Yeah. Isaiah Crowell, right. foot. Robbie Anderson, hamstring. Don't like when speed guys have hamstring issues. Quincy Anunwa, ankle. He's out. Yeah. Terrell, High ankle, right? Terrell Pryor, groin. Mm. Leonard Williams, back. Yep. Tremaine Johnson, quad. Mm. Buster Screen, concussion. I, this is the only game all week that injuries truly played a factor in my like thinking Absolutely. of the game. 100%. Because yeah. they're about to go battle it out with Minnesota right. where you're going to be more injured by the end of the game. Yeah, m most likely. And what we also know, what are the Jets? The Jets right now, what they're doing is they're winning through their run game. I mean, that's what they're doing. Yes, they're, they are. They're, run they're winning through their run game, which has been very impressive. I just have a hard time thinking they're going to dominate the line of scrimmage against Minnesota's D-line. It's been pretty good this 
this year. Their run defense has actually been better this year than last year. Then you add to the weapons that are a little banged up. No Quincy and Nunwa is a big deal for the Jets. And Robbie Anderson at not full speed against a defense that likes to put eight people at the line of scrimmage a lot and now have no threat of a guy that can really fly by them. That's that stinks. I'm so mad our man Mike Hughes got hurt. Yeah, but it's not going to be a killer for the Minnesota Vikings. They still have enough secondary guys there. Um, you know, I look at the other side of the ball. The Minnesota Vikings. You know, hey, Kirk Cousins can throw the football. We know that they've been doing it without a run game, and now that Dalvin Cook is back into the fold here, I think that gives them a little something more. They showed some success in running the football last week against the Arizona Cardinals, and I know that's not saying a lot because Arizona's run defense stinks. But uh, I have a little more faith in it, I guess, than I did two, three weeks ago that they can be balanced. My big thing is this. The Minnesota Vikings are a veteran, battle-tested football team, and the Jets are still young and new in my eyes. Of course, with the young quarterback, but uh, just not experienced at winning these type of battle-tested football games. So I am going $50 on the Vikings. Assemble, Vikings. We shall overtake the tri-state area. We will bring all our ships and Toothless the Dragon as well. They have no chance. I love Toothless. I love it. It's one of my favorite cartoons. You ever seen that? That movie, How to Train Your Dragon? Seriously. No, I haven't. No, you really need to. Like, you know how, like, Despicable Me is really good? Yeah. Have you seen that? Yes. Okay. How to Train Your Dragons better than Ace Ventura Pet Detective when nature fucking calls. Like, that's how much. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's really good. You're out of touch with our demo. You have children. Okay. You are. You don't understand. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) He was going to try to make up some bull crap. All right, left go. Uh, yeah, Do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, no, I think I think I'm done. I don't. I think that was it. All right. So let me just give the lines. <laughs> You're uh, out of touch with our demo. <laughs> so uh, the Jets are the best team in the NFL. You against, need to see how to train your jacket. Seriously, I will see it. Okay. The best team in the NFL against the spread the last two years at home is the Jets. They are nine and two against the spread. That's crazy. They've beaten the spread the last two weeks. Colts at home. Before that, who do they beat at home? Um. Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. So they've now won back-to-back games, right. which I think is, you know, and, and wow, everyone all of a sudden is really liking Sam Darnold. The only thing I'm going to say about that game last week, yeah. the Colts wide receivers cause more interceptions for Andrew Luck than Andrew Luck exactly does. Exactly right. It happened against the Patriots. It happened against the Jets, where Luck throws it across the middle, and these receivers, like, bat it up in the yeah, air. Marlon Mack with the screen pass on the second play of the game. So I thought I was impressed with the Jets winning that game. Yeah. But, man, did Sam have some small short fields. Yeah. The Avery Williamson interception, the Darren Lee interception, just constantly guys batting it up, and yeah. it's like, let's go 30 yards. Right. And Jason Myers went 7 for 7 for three goals. Um, Freel goals? goals. There's an R in there now. The old Freel goal. Freel I goal. am putting one hundred and fifty dollars. He's got the one fifties. The number for him this week. Whoa. On, on Minnesota minus the three. Everybody, get into your boats. Todd Bowles, the bow. Todd Bowles of our ship. <laughs> okay. Um, the reason I like the Vikings is the last ten times the Jets have faced the NFC, they're three and seven. Yeah. The last 15 times the Vikings have faced the AFC, they're 10 and 5 and 12 and 3 against the spread. Right. The Vikings are a team right now that I think are going to start clicking. Um, 
I think that the Jets are a little bit feeling themselves. And I watching the Vikings and all their dumb dances and stuff, back-to-back weeks of Kirk Cousins having like a really Don't good speech. Don't call his dancing dumb. He's a it good was, dancer. It was not a good dancer. No, that was so horrible. I, yeah, I think we should do like he danced we, like a toddler dances at a wedding. When we do like when, when there's a crowd and like a little girl gets nervous and they're what just is like, the sw- dance they were doing though? They were doing- saying they were doing the Bernie, but like he did the Bernie on the first. Wait, touchdown. wait, what is the and Bernie? It was a bad Bernie. That- so do you remember the we- the movie Weekend oh, yeah. at Bernie? When he's just yeah. okay, so it's supposed to be like this right. where your head goes back right. and he's swinging it back and forth, Kirk. Dancing ain't your thing. Right. Speeches though. It. AMA's next week though. I think Josh has to do the Bernie since he's Kirk Cousins' cousin. Yeah, I mean if that's another the, mother, if that's what the people want to see. I'll do it. I think this is the Vikings are going to start putting together uh, a little run here, and when you look at their schedule and you look at the teams that they've faced, you realize, wow, this team went to Philadelphia and got the win. They went to the Rams and put up 31 points. They went to the Packers, and Kirk Cousins came out in the fourth quarter. Yeah. They're a team that's not bad on the road. In fact, I actually think they're pretty good on the road. Right. I think the Jets are going to get a little comfortable with their third game at home, and I think that they're going, man, we, we held Andrew Luck. I think the Vikings might win this game by 10. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I sir, I definitely. I mean, I picked a twenty-eight to ten. I don't know if I said that, but I'm going Vikings twenty-eight to twenty. Excuse Holy me. Holy shit! Moving on, New England. Uh, the Patriots four and two on the season, heading out on the road to Chicago to face the Bears at three and two. Uh-oh. Chicago on Sunday high is forty-nine, low is thirty-seven. Spread in this game is New England minus three. Left go give us the injuries, and then Sims your breakdown. First. I'd love for you from now on too if you could add like wind. Wind. All right. Well, I got to pull that. It's up. a real thing in that place. Uh, Ten mile an hour winds coming out of the west. Fifty three percent humidity. You know, sunrise if it was coming out of the east. <laughs> sunrise seven oh nine a.m. on Sunday. What are my Chicago favorite stadiums in all of football? It's pretty good, especially this time of the year. Do you like it even with the renovations? I actually like it more. How come? Um, it's more on top of the field. It's like a spaceship on the inside. It is cool. But they kept the outside with the old school look and. Um, I just, you know, I I love downtown city stadiums. I love downtown city stadiums. And also, that stadium is, like, on the lake. It is. And that's why people don't realize, like, it's right up there with Pittsburgh. It's right up there with these places where it's a little tough to kick. Yeah. And you got to be able to throw the ball dude, in that stadium. It's it's really called the Windy City for a fucking reason, yeah. man. Like, yeah. those pictures, when it gets cold they there. They make it up. They made the buildings so they could sway in the wind. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, they have like a little Like when I was a little boy, I was like, damn, I feel like I was there for a Bears game. The game, the, the year they made, made me cry in the stadium versus the Bears. But, uh, yeah, I um, I could feel the, the – we were up high on a hotel and we could feel the thing moving. You know, so, it's, it's not called the Windy City because of the wind. No. It's called that because of their politicians. Oh, you know what? I much, do remember. How much they blew up their bull crap. Right? Yeah, but I I'm going to tell you that it's, it's still fucking windy. windy yeah. <laughs> it is windy. It's right on Lake Michigan. All right, spread in this game. New England minus three, left go, injuries, and then over to Sims. Uh, So Marcus Cannon did not practice because of a concussion, so we'll have to wait and see. They're starting right tackle. Uh, Limited for the Chicago, uh, Allen Robinson with a groin, Amukamara with a hamstring, did not practice Wednesday with an ankle. Khalil Mack. Mm -hmm. Interesting to wait and see. He didn't do anything in the game last week. I was wondering what was really wrong with him. I mean, he could, and he came out a lot, so I knew something was wrong. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, please. I, that, that was, was that, it? Yeah, okay. I want you to go into your pick. Um, yeah, so that was the interesting thing. Okay, this is the first thing I would start off with. The Chicago Bears, I got a lot of respect for this football team, where they're going. 
Um, this is the most complete football team they have played this year coming to town. The New England Patriots. Yes, they are coming. And if you look at Chicago, yeah, they played the Green Bay Packers week one. But Seattle, Arizona, Tampa, Miami Dolphins. Good point. Nobody is really as complete as they are on both sides. My other big point would be this. New England gets two weeks of preparation for this game. I mean, that's what people are forgetting. I mean, it's two weeks of preparation. Do you know what I mean by that? I don't. Same offense. I was thinking that on the train today. All the rules are going to be still the same, except Bill's going to go, you know the rules we had last week? I'm going to add a few more wrinkles because we shouldn't have a huge big learning curve yeah. here. Nagy because and it's Andy the same Reed. thing. Right. It's the same. I was thinking that. So that aspect Damn. of it, it would be concerning to me for the Chicago Bears. I really think New England's offense has got it going. Um, from that, from that, the run game, pass game, you know, the the Bears... As much as I like their defense, they do need that pass rush from a Khalil Mack, and not having him out there is a huge deal for me. You saw that Brock Osweiler got to throw the ball around the field last week against that Bears defense, who doesn't love to play man-to-man. They play it, but they don't want to really play it and make it their game. And that could be an issue when you play New England and Tommy Boy, because Tommy will pick apart his zone as good as anybody. Um, so... I look at that, and then I go, okay, you know, the Bears offense, hey, it's got some explosive elements. I think that anytime we're in an obvious passing situation, guys like Tariq Cohen are going to be doubled, uh, like we saw last week with Tyreek Hill at certain times when they get down in the red zone. I'm not sure who they will. Tariq will be one of the guys they double. I don't know who the other guy they will double off of that. That will be the interesting thing that I'll watch for. But at the end of the day, I got to go with the New England Patriots for $600. Heavy hitter. Yeah. Tommy Boy's coming to Chicago, okay? Park your car in the Chicago yard. Billy and Tommy are coming. There's nothing you can do it. Not even Mike Dicker and the Hurricane Dicker can deal with Billichek. Sorry. Put your Polish sausages away. Sorry. $600. Patriots. I did not see that. Coming. Yeah, I was winking at him too because you weren't looking, and I was like, he, he was winking know. at me the whole break. You don't even know this is coming. Six hundred dollars. Woo! Thirty-one twenty-one. Patriots win. Let's go Bears! <laughs> he just a I Bears get to be fan. the biggest Bears fan ever. I am betting one hundred dollars on Chicago what? plus three. What? A seven hundred dollars swing. Bears! 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 Yes. Here's why I'm wrong, and Sims is right. The last 15 games for the Patriots, yeah. they're 12 and three against the spread. Right. Okay. Just want you to know, though, that they haven't been beating the spread lately. Okay. Tom Brady has never lost to the Bears. He's four and zero, three and one against the spread. Man, last time they went to Chicago, what happened? You remember that game? No. It was a snow game, and they won like. What year was this? Like how many years ago? It was a while ago. It was a snowy game. I know that, and they put up like it was like fifty to. Five. It was like disgusting. I think I do remember that. Here's why I like the Bears. Since first of all, the Patriots on the road this season. Right. What's their record, Sims? Patriots on the road this yeah. season. Uh, I'll let you look it up and find it out for yourself. They've lost two on the road. And what's how many have they won? Um, none because they haven't been on there since Detroit. Interesting. It's so not, they lost to Detroit and Jacksonville, yeah, and they've October, been able to. And October. They've looked, and they've looked and so Billy good at home. Gets better as we go. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> 
They're just 0-2 on the road. Straight up and against the spread. Interesting. Since 2016, the Bears as a home underdog. What do you think they are against the spread? They've played 11 games. Oh, 8-3. 9-1-1. Ooh. Chicago at home is one of my favorite bets to make. Right. Because the grass is tall, the wind is strong. Yes. Only if the Patriots cared about it being slow. They're the slower team in this matchup. They're actually like, grow it, Chicago. So, and I, I found this on uh, Reddit from a user, Parks318. It's always about the grass of the Who end. looked up Tom Brady versus a Vic Fangio defense. Mm. I was he, there for one of them in New England. He said he went back in the last 10 years, and right. he could only find one when the 49ers played in New England 2012. On Sunday night. And the 49ers jumped out to a huge lead, and then the New England Patriots stormed back, and then Kaepernick made a few big throws to win the game on one of the last drives of the game. Patriots lost 41-34. to Tom Brady threw 64 passes. Right. Most of his yards and damage done was in the fourth quarter. He was sacked three times. Right. He threw one touchdown, two interceptions, with a quarterback rating of 68.9. Yeah. I understand that they just yeah, faced two interceptions team. in that game, huh? The Patriots are coming off of a game where I know that they're going to be motivated, yeah. right? Yeah. But they beat an undefeated Chiefs team and they're on Sunday night football. And I have to think that some of the players in the Patriots are human. Absolutely not. Some of they're them all are robots. Human. They are not. Especially ro- the ones oh, on defense. This is Lord Stiller we're talking about. This is Lord Stiller. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't think that Brady takes a step back. I don't think that Gronk takes a step yeah. back. But I do think that the Josh Gordons of the world, I think the young offensive linemans of the world, I think the Sony Michelles of the world, I don't think James White will, yeah. but I think the Trey Flowers of the world, the right. guys that I saw hooting and hollering and all that stuff, yep. I also think that if there's one team that's going to be super motivated this week, it's the frickin' Bears. Right. Because they go in there after a bye and lay an egg in the Dolphins where they were the better team for the whole game. Yeah. I thought Trubisky played pretty well in that game. Yeah. I thought Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. I thought they were that, the better team. No I thought that uh, who's the, the speedy wide receiver? Gabriel? Taylor Gabriel yeah. continues to be a point. I think the Bears... It's a beautiful, coming back, super motivated team coming off a high win. I'm, I'm getting a home team with three points, and I know it's the Patriots. Man, I just thought three points was a little low for me. Damn. $600. $600. I'm taking a, a bear. I, I so think the Bears know, that might 2012 win. matchup, because I was working in New England, Tom is better now than he was in 2012. Oh, I know. And that 49ers team, oh, my God. Oh, that was. That's why Jim Harbaugh is the most overrated coach ever. Yeah, the most talent. He had a really that talented team. Was Niners. the best team in football? Like almost every year he was there. I mean, they were like they were like the all when they walked on the field in pregame. You were like, whoa, like Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis and yes. Justin Smith and Deshaun Golson and Whitner and, and and Alden Smith before all the crap exactly. happened. Niners were so good that like two or three years in a row, smile. two or three years in a row, <laughs> they drafted a kid out of college in yeah. the first three rounds that suffered like a debilitating knee injury. And everyone went, they're deep enough. They can handle that. You know what I mean? I do. Yes, I know. They screwed up by doing that. Yes. Uh, I just like to watch him break I'm that curious. Word down. This is a $700 swing game. If Josh Fendrick had to pick one of these, who would you go with? I'd go with the Patriots. Would you? I don't bet against New England. <laughs> I feel really confident. <laughs> you now. feel good now? You got, I got mushed. 
All right, guys, moving on. Next game in the 1 o'clock slate here, the 2-4 and four Buffalo Bills on the road. Yeah, I did think it was going to be a little higher than three. I was shocked when I saw three. Visiting the 1-5 and five Indianapolis Colts. I think it's a trap. Just, I've been going out of my way not to look at lines during the week. Like, I It's really, a really smart move. I don't want to be no. So, yeah. Just in case you're curious, the weather in Indianapolis on Sunday. It's, it's a, a dome. High of, it's a I'm dome. Aware. That's why I said just in case you're curious. Yeah. Oh, it's a dome. Sorry it doesn't we matter. Your joke. Right. Uh, 51 degrees is the high. 34 is the low. Uh, 56% humidity, so shouldn't be an issue for the Bills walking off the bus. Spread in this game, Indianapolis minus 7. Lefko, give us the injuries and your pick. All right, so Josh Allen is out uh, for Buffalo. Trent Murphy it was limited in practice with an ankle. Uh, it's looking like Derek Anderson's going to start this game, correct? Yeah, I mean, he has to. He has to. Okay. They, they are going to like have pickets. Uh, did not practice on Wednesday. Ryan Grant, a wide receiver and tight end Jack Doyle. T.Y. Hilton is back. He's back, right? Marcus yeah. Marcus Hunt, also back. Good. Um, the Estonian is back. So this is the first time since 2016 that the Colts are a favorite of six or more points. Hmm. So it's the first time in two years that they've been a favorite like this, and it makes sense. I mean, the Colts have been absolutely a mess, and they're one in frickin' five. I mean, this is a team that I'm seeing fighting tooth and nail in every game, and yeah. they're one of the most entertaining teams to watch, yeah. and they're one in frickin' they're five. They're like the 49ers of the AFC. I like that. Yeah. yeah, they're like in every game. In every game, you're like, oh, they might do it here in the last drive, and something happens. So Derek Anderson's last start was in October of 2016. And I would say that it's a prevailing notion in the NFL that he was there because Cam Newton liked him in the room. He was brought to Buffalo because they wanted a similar thing with Josh Allen in the room. And, you know, Sean McDermott goes, I like the way that you worked with Cam. Yeah. We need it. Like, Josh Allen can't be learning from Peterman. He needs to be learning from someone. But I don't think Derek Anderson thought that he was going to be playing anytime soon. I would think not. And so I think this might be a little shocking right yeah, now. Yeah, right. I am putting $100 on the Colts, minus seven. Here is why I'm wrong. The Bills have been an underdog at six or more points in all six games this year. And they've won two of them. Yeah. So they, they're just used to being in this position. Yeah. The Bills are 3-1 and one against the spread in their last four games. Right. Okay? Here's why I'm right. With Andrew Luck, when they're favored by six or more points, the Colts are 12-3. and 10-5 and five against the spread. I will say, though, in their last three in this situation, they're 0-3 against the spread, 1-2 and two straight up. Mm. It's been a different Colts team lately. Yeah, yeah. The Colts have played four of their last five games on the road. Ooh, I didn't even realize that. There are a few teams this week, the Browns being one of them. The Browns play, have played like four of their six games at home. The Colts have played four of their six games on the road. And when they're at <laughs> home, you know, they can battle back against Houston. Yep. They can really put up some points against the Bengals. It is back-to-back road games for Buffalo. The last time they had back-to-back road games, the second leg, they got they lost 22 to nothing to Green Bay. Mm. So you know, they got to keep doing the travel. I think that Sean McDermott will go and have a good game plan for Andrew Luck. But I think when you're facing Andrew Luck, your game plan works for two and a half quarters, and then he just makes things happen. And I got to think with T.Y. Hilton healthy at home, I think that Buffalo wants to keep you in the box. 
I think Indianapolis gets a few things deep, and I just don't think Derek Anderson in this Buffalo offense is going to be able to put up enough points to withstand the late Andrew Luck charge. That's why I'm going 100 on the Colts. Yeah, right, listen, I, I get you all the way. I'm going to make this quick, okay? Uh, I'm going $50 on the Colts. Um, going $50 on the Colts. I have just a hard time believing <laughs> I will outrun Tatanka. Take this little chestnut, you little colt. I like to give him carrots. Carrots. That's what I usually do when my little girl goes horseback riding. Are you someone that is weirded out when the horse's lips touch your hand? No, not at all. Animals are fine. Humans are gross. Animals are not. Good to know. Okay, there we go. All right, don't you agree? Humans are gross. Animals are not. Um, Some. Some? Would you hold a tarantula? That's not an animal. It's an insect. What? Yeah. Animal is not a classification. Well, it's a. It's still an insect. It's not like a mammal. Would you hold a possum? I would. It's Ew. ugly as hell, but I would hold them. Yeah. yeah. It's going to yeah. be a good experiment for a podcast. Yeah. I, I love animals. You know that. I guess the other thing I look at, I mean, yeah, the, the Bills, I, how can their offense move the ball? It's not good anyways. And now you got a guy that hasn't played football in forever. He's just, he's learning a new system. But do, are the Colts one of those teams that they might be able to do it by default? I, I don't think so. The Colts don't beat themselves on defense a whole lot. They're no. not. They're, it's been turnovers, really. Yeah, it's not. They're not a not an overly talented defense. But you know, Ebel, what's his name? Eberflus. Eberflus. I gotta get that damn name right. He. They run a sound defense. They're detailed. They don't blow assignments. They've had a few here and there. I understand that. They're the Colts, and they've been put in a lot of tough positions. Um, I think the Bills' defense will be a real big pain in the ass for the Colts, certainly. I just think Andrew Luck scores 17 points. Derek Anderson probably throws one dumb interception. Maybe it's a pick six. Either way, he's backed up, something like that. I think the Colts win the game 24-9. I just don't understand how the Bills can really do enough moving the ball. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, yeah, the Bills are going to run all over the Colts. I don't see that happening either. The Colts' run defense is okay. It's not going to be like parting of the Red Sea. Yes. So uh, I just look at it from there. I also think that if I'm the Buffalo Bills and I watched a few of the Nathan Peterman interceptions and I'm watching the guys around him, so he had the one where he rolled out right, threw it cross field, and I'm just watching LaShawn McCoy. And his entire body collapses. And right. you know that they're sitting there going, man, this guy's screwing our season. I would imagine. But then Derek Anderson's going to get out there. Yeah. And they're going to go, maybe this guy's better. Right. And when they see that it's not going to be that much better, right. I got to imagine that Buffalo's like, God. Well, they're going to see it's better this week in practice. They're going to know that because Derek Anderson can really throw the ball, and he's a big dude. So their first, their first thing is going to be, okay, this guy's throwing 40-yard piss missiles all over the field. That's cool. And they're going to get out there. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah it really doesn't. And, um, man, I had another point, but I forgot what I was going to say. That might be a lock. I don't know. Yeah. All right, guys, next game on the 1 o'clock slate here, the 2-3-1 and one Cleveland Browns on the road visiting the 2-3 and three I just want to say that I really, liked, I really like doing this show. Yeah, it's fun. It is a lot of fun. It is. If I'm a Bills and a Colts fan, yeah. we might be the only fucking show that spends eight minutes on the Bills and Colts. I know. And I'd ask you, I think we might is be the only- our value talking about what everyone else talks about or what people don't have the balls to talk about? Hey, I don't think Derek that most Anderson broadcasters the even know who oh, Marcus Hunt is. This is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. Point this is what I'm going to say, okay? First of all... It- Nobody was going to talk about it for four minutes. We out-timed them by double. Anything. Other thing is, Nathan Peterman, I would have a hard time thinking he's on this roster here much longer. 
I would really do. I think they're going to find another third stringer to go along to back up Derek Anderson. I know a guy. Do you? Oh, you're talking about Matt Sims. Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know about that. But I was just saying. If Call I, up Dayball. If you read my – if I read the NFL tea leaves, I would go – I would have a hard – and I don't know if – Nathan Peterman's in danger of being out of the NFL, really. He really is. And I don't – not proud to say that. I'm just saying right. if we talked it and kept it real – that would be a bother, uh, a worry. But they thing. said that about Matt Schaub too. Yeah, but at least Matt Schaub had years of running the number one offense in football for or top five offense for like five or six years. So yeah. that gave him some street yeah. cred. All right, guys. One o'clock on Sunday, the two, three, and one Cleveland Browns on the road visiting the two and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is going to be a scorcher in October oh. in Tampa on Sunday. What is it? 84 degrees. Oh, gosh. 66% humidity. Ugh, I used to hate those days. Factor that in. Yeah, what is this like in October? Tampa Bay <sighs> minus three is the spread. Oof. It just, it's a... Uh... Because it doesn't sound that hot. No, but, you know... If you're used to Cleveland weather yeah, at this point. You get out you there. And I was always like, you know, of course, in Northeastern, and I was always like, man, maybe it'll be a nice fall day today on Sunday. And I'd walk out of the hotel the day of the game, and I'd, gosh, it's hot as hell and humid. Here we go. Uh, so, uh, did not practice for Cleveland. Rashard Higgins, wide receiver, linebacker Joe Sherbert, center J.C. Treader, and E.J. Gaines, the corner, was just uh, deemed out. Okay. Uh, did not practice for the Bucks. Vinnie Curry and Gerald McCoy. Hmm. Should be interesting. McCoy, it's a calf. Curry, it's an ankle. Am I going first or is he going first? You go first. This game is, uh, we're getting to a bunch of the games where I really don't know. Yeah. Because I don't trust How either of these trust teams. Them? Right. So I'm going to be betting $50 on Tampa Bay minus three. Um, here is why I'm wrong. Do it again. You shall know. Thank you. I was going to be like, are you kidding me? Are you a Viking? <laughs> it's like the easiest zone ever. He's <laughs> going for the Viking. You, you shall. I'm a pirate. I was just thinking of like a hairy boat guy <laughs> yeah, and I a know, Viking popped up. <laughs> Here's why I'm wrong. For the Browns, the Buccaneers in their last six games. That's really good. One in five against the spread and two in four straight up. Are you having confidence now, Lefko? I don't think so. Also for the Browns. They are tied for the third best in the NFL, four and two against the spread. <laughs> Here's why I like my Bucks. Since Hugh Jackson took over the Browns, now I'm turning to Sean Connery. You're like <laughs> yeah. a wildling. That's a little Game of Thrones wildling. Arr. Uh Browns are 0 and nine against the NFC under Hugh Jackson, one and eight against the spread. Also, the Buccaneers in their two home games this year. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh have dropped 54 points. Cleveland has played four home games this year. Their road games, they lost to uh, the New Orleans Saints when I don't find that that impressive because as I mentioned during that time of the year, the Saints always start slow. And really at the end of the game, the Saints did whatever they wanted against that defense yes, with Alvin did. Kamara and Michael Thomas. Yes, right. Their other road game, the Browns, they allowed 45 points to the Oakland Raiders. Right. So this is a Browns team that I think – Look, I don't think bad teams travel well. And I'm not willing to say Cleveland is a good team yet. Yeah. Tampa Bay has played four road games. There are two games at home, Philadelphia and the Steelers. And I'd argue it was, other than their Saints game, the two best games of the year. Right. 
So I look at this Tampa team, and I think it's a home game. I think Tampa Bay is a weird place to play. Baker Mayfield is banged up right now, yep. and I think the Buccaneers' offense is going to be able to throw on the Browns. That's why I'm taking the Bucks, but I don't know this game. I'm taking fifty dollars. Well, um, I feel a lot of the same way. Just have the same feelings as you. I, I do. I mean, both defenses are not good, so that's the first thing we have to talk. I mean, and the Browns are 28th in football. The Buccaneers are 31st in football. Bucket. Really quick question before yeah. you. I'm going to put my microphone away. Yeah. When you fire your defensive coordinator. Yeah. I think it'll be a, a good thing at first. I'm not saying it'll be a good thing at the end of the day. I'm not saying long term. Yeah. I'm saying for us betting. Oh right. Do you get a little bump? When you let a coordinator go. I do think so, yes. I do think you get a little bit of a bump because he's going to bring a new energy. The team probably was already losing belief in Mike Smith. He's not an energy guy himself. No, you're right. He's not in to begin with. And then you get into, okay, the new coach might add something here or there that the other team isn't ready for because it's a new coach. And he's going to do, I've been wanting to do this. I've been telling Mike Smith to do this. And now I'd like to, that to be done. Um, hey, the Browns, their run defense is horrible. Their pass defense is not good. I don't think the Bucks are going to take advantage of their run defense very much. I thought the Browns much. defense was good. It, it's falling apart. And is it? It is. It really is. And the big thing is, I do still think they lack big people in the middle, Lefko. That's one of their biggest issues. You know, they've got some good D linemen. They don't have legit run stoppers. That's one issue they have. And their linebackers are not good. I don't know what to say. No. Showbird is not good. Jamie Collins has moments. He's better as an outside linebacker. And Christian Kirksey has been disappointing this year. Mm. Added to the fact that when they bring Jabril Pippers down in the box, too, it's a waste of time. And when it's a pass, they take him out of the game. And I don't even know if anybody does anybody realize that? That their first round pick from last year comes out of the game when it's passing situations. Okay. Moving on. With all that being said, right. I watched the Chargers score on the Browns with lob balls. Yeah. The the Bucks might be the best lob ball team in the NFL. No doubt about it. Jump ball city. Exactly right. And they pass protect okay, too. So I don't think Miles Garrett's going to ruin this football game coming off the edge or anything like that. Uh, and I got to think Jameis will be better this week, having played a full game now and having that underneath his belt. They have weapons on that offense, certainly still. The Browns' pass defense does not have enough in the secondary to slow them down. And, yeah, Baker... Um, Baker and that Browns offense, hey, they, they can run the football. I'll give that. And they got to give Chubb the ball more. Chubb's their best running back. I like Carlos Hyde. I'm not, no disrespect to him. But Chubb does more with less than any of their backs, where I just go, man, there's only five yards there, and he got 12. And I, you know, I always look at the stats and go, damn, well, I don't understand it. Every time he touches the ball, it's like a 15 yard gain, and then he doesn't get the ball for like five series. And I just go, like, are you guys watching the game over there? If you're going to sit here right. and wonder why Hugh Jackson's teams do things that don't make sense, I know. then I'm going to question you. I know. I hear you. You're right. Exactly right. Um, and How much on Tampa I, Bay? I'm just going $50. Okay. I'm, I, I think the Bucks win this game 31-24. And uh, yo-ho, yo-ho, the Pirates late for me. Man, I used to love Gasparilla. You ever heard See of Gasparilla? Gasparilla was like... Yeah, see, Nikki knows. Gasparilla is Mardi Gras in Tampa, but it's when the Pirates landed on Tampa. And they have a huge boat parade, and you do all that stuff. You throw beads, right? What time of year does it happen? It's they have uh, it? in the spring, and I used to have a house. You want to go, you a go condo. to the Simpson Lefko show to I Gasparilla? I used to have a condo 
that was on the water and I would have parties and we'd have like a barbecue in my backyard and watch all the boats go by. And it's basically like a parade on boats and then they get on the road to do that. But man, it was a blast. Missed that Tampa days. Those were good old we times. We should do that. That would be fun. A Chris Sims float for gas. And they get the pirate ship out. You know, the pirate, there's a pirate ship in the Tampa Bay. Like oh, a true pirate. And they bring it through the streets. Then, the, the, well, yeah, the, for this, though, they bring, they actually it's always parked on the water. And then for this day, it gets all decorated up. Tampa and they Bay do is one of those American cities where I don't even really know anything about it. Yeah, I right. just know that a lot of New Yorkers move down there. They have no support for most of their sports teams. It's it's New York, Boston, Chicago and Detroit. And they go to Tampa and it's like the people that are like, I don't really want to live in Miami. So I'm going to live in Tampa. Exactly. It's a more of a chill chill atmosphere compared to the east coast of florida i would really like to make you a, a emerging celebrity back in tampa bay i'd uh, like to reignite that sounds like a good project cool. i yeah. thought he was going to say that gasparilla was week eight and you were going to start furiously writing down not to bet on the bucks next week <laughs> <laughs> no oh that's funny <laughs> but it's yeah. in the spring i thought uh, it was a drink no <laughs> i'd like a gasparilla sour uh all right you guys ready to move on here yeah let's do it okay last game of the one o'clock slate the detroit lions at two and three on the road visiting the miami dolphins at I four and two football i don't know what's coming over here right yeah now. football's good <laughs> it's good uh you guys thought it was hot in tampa oh yeah tell them oh, what's it going 90s high of 87 okay uh 72 percent humidity 72. We thought the Bears had problems Ooh, last week. Man. Detroit coming to town. Spreading this game, Detroit minus three. Uh, left, go give us the injuries, and then we'll go to Sims for the so breakdown. The were Lions, you surprised to see that? I was surprised to see that. What were you thinking it was going to be? I, don't, I didn't know if Detroit would be favored, I guess. I didn't know. I guess I thought I might see a Miami by, by one. I was hoping Miami would be favored. Yeah. Um, so did not practice for the Lions. They're coming off of a bye. Uh, Theo Riddick did not practice. Limited in practice, Ezekiel Ansa and TJ Lang. Lang is coming off a concussion two weeks ago. Ansa was a shoulder. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is out. Uh, four defensive linemen either did not practice or were limited in practice for the Dolphins. Right. Did not practice Charles Harris, Jonathan Woodard, limited in practice, Cam Wake, and Andre Branch, both with a knee. Uh, this is a game that it's very funny. It's another NFC North team coming off of a bye, playing in hot Miami. Yeah, it is. It's interesting. I always think that when one team goes through it first, it opens the eyes for the other team. Yeah, I, I think there's some truth to that. And so I think for Detroit to see Chicago down there lay an egg, I think it wakes up Detroit. I'm going to put $100 on Detroit. So I'm going against my thoughts from last week. Other reason is I like Stafford. Um, so the reason I'm wrong, the Dolphins are undefeated at home this year, 3-0. and Three and zero at home, straight up and against the spread. They're facing another team off a of bye. The reason I like the Lions, they're second best in the NFL right now against the spread at four and one. Right. The last six years after a bye, five and one against the spread, tied for the best in the NFL. Now it is a new coach. I'm going to steal a little bit of your luster right here. The same way that you're saying the Patriots are ready for Matt Nagy's offense because they faced it. Yeah. Patricia can be ready for the Dolphins. Offense, agree because he watched Belichick face it. Right, I think that Detroit. I messed up my pick there. Just keep going. Sorry. Okay. Um, I look at Detroit and I think that I really think they look at the Chicago game and they learn from it. I like Detroit and I think Detroit could end up being a surprise fighting for the wild card team. I really think they're presenting themselves in that fashion. And my main point came down to. 
I got a little bit lucky taking Miami last week because every ball bounced their way. Yes, like right. every ball. Exactly. They I just outplayed. don't see that happening again. Yeah, I, I think that's the same thing uh, I feel. Okay, I'm going opposite of you. I'm going $50 on the Dolphins. Sorry, I messed that up. I got you. But I know I couldn't do it to you, little Dolphin. I just couldn't feed you to the lion. I'm sorry. So we kept you separate. I Picking the Lions to win the game 23-21. Okay. I am. A lot of the reasons you just said, I think my biggest reason is I just am not going to sit here and have the faith that the Miami Dolphins and Brock Osweiler are are going to be able to score 31 points again. I just I don't see that happening. I really don't. I think Detroit is a team that went into the bye week also, too, with a little bit of an edge. Like, okay, we got things going, but we're still 2-3. and three. Uh, I, I don't think that they're going to be relaxed by any stretch of the imagination. And bye weeks always do scare me from that standpoint because you get lazy and sloppy with uh, some of your techniques sure. and things like that. But I think at the end of the day, I just look at it like that. Um, I had another point I wanted to make here, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, the Dolphins' defense has been a little disappointing to me lately. Too many big plays. Too many big plays. And, and I, I think that the Lions could take advantage of it. I Exactly right. And that's really why I think it'll be a close football game. Yeah, the I, difference between – tell me if I'm wrong here. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, it's all right. The difference between Chicago's offense right now right. and Detroit's offense is I feel like Chicago likes to move <laughs> their way down the field and occasionally take shots. Yeah, right. And Detroit, I feel like it's all shots. They want to run the ball right. And then when they throw it right now, it's like Lob we're it going to for 30 yards. Yeah, we're going for the – And then right. you have a guy like Tate that breaks a lot of tackles. Right. And, and Marvin Jones and Galladay are just bomb threats. Agreed. And I don't think we've really seen the best of Matthew Stafford yet either. He's really had a struggle this year. I've never seen Matt St- Matthew Stafford miss – more, you know, throws than he has this year, ever, ever. And uh, I got to think he's had to reevaluate himself in the bye week there. Uh, Someone tweeted at me and they said, uh, apparently instead of calling Marquez Valdez Scantling, I was referring to him as Wilson Valdez Spalding. (laughs) And nobody corrected me. Wilson Valdez Spalding is actually Marquez Valdez Scantling. You should call him Wilson Thank you, Kyle Y. That's his new Kyle Yates. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about that game? Yeah, no. good. Okay, moving on to the four o'clock games. Four o five, New Orleans. This four is and one. fascinating. Yeah, this is this awesome. is, this is the, maybe the game of the week. Four and one, New Orleans on the road visiting the four and two Baltimore Ravens. High of fifty two in Baltimore on Sunday. Spread in this game, Ravens minus two and a half. Lefko injuries, and then Sims your breakdown first. Yep. Okay. Injuries. Ted Ginn did not practice. Again, the Saints are coming off of a bye. The Bears on the breakdown, the beatdown, excuse me, the Ravens on the beatdown of the Titans. Alex Lewis, guard, not didn't practice Wednesday. Yeah. Brandon Carr didn't practice with a knee. Yeah, I was wondering what happened to him in the game. Carr is a knee. Lewis is a neck. Okay. Yeah, that's a big one with Lewis. I mean, he's a really good guard. But they can overcome it. I'll say that. That was it? That's it. All right. Yeah. Pretty, and then pretty clean injury. They sheets. can overcome Carr, too, now because Marlon Humphrey and Justin Smith are there and they're okay. And this Ravens defense is the real deal, Holyfield. Uh, I'm ex- I think this is the game I'm most excited about this weekend. Uh, I really am. And these are two teams that. Great four o'clock slate. That really want to whoop your butt. And, fit, you know, I keep, you know, people got to realize the Saints are kind of a run first team right now. I know they're awesome at passing the ball, but I especially think with Mark Ingram back in the fold, they want to run the ball. Um, you're not going to run on the Baltimore Ravens a whole lot. Okay, that's the first thing I would look at. 
And the Saints defense, hey, it's it's certainly gotten better, but I'm not going to sit here and anoint it anything special yet at sitting at 18th in football, right, and letting almost 300 yards per game in the air. And Baltimore can throw it this year. Like years past, I would have gone, Baltimore's not good enough to take advantage of this bad pass defense. They are good enough to pay, do it this year, along with the fact that they can pass protect. Now, I also think on the other side of the ball, you know, with some of what Baltimore does on that side and some of the creative blitzes and coverages, like Sean Payton's going to be prepared for, for that. And they're going to have a few plays where we're going to go, man, we haven't seen Baltimore really do this or let up these type of plays. But I think when it all comes to a head for me, I just look at it and go, it's Saints coming off a bye, again, which scares me. Baltimore is a tough place to play. Drew Brees does not throw the ball that well outside. It's a huge factor to me. I mean, he didn't throw the ball that well a few weeks ago in New York. Yeah. And that, to me, plays in the favor of the Baltimore Ravens. I think this game is very close, hard fought. But I am going to go with the Ravens for $50, and I expect them to win 27-24. to 24. <laughs> The Ravens. There's no prayers that can save you from the Ravens. Okay. Oh, he's going Saints. Am I? Or is he? Or I don't know, the way I? he took a breath there. Well, because I'm trying to figure out if I want to give my pick right away or if I want to do the... Save no, it for, save save it for it. the end. Save okay. it. Tease me. So here is what benefits uh, the Saints. Okay? What? <laughs> he's laughing that I said tease me. Like he... Oh. Here's, <laughs> here are the advantages of the Saints. Since 2015, the Ravens against the NFC, 4-8 and eight straight up, 3-8-1 and one against, three, eight and one against the spread. The Saints have won four in a row, three straight covers. Yeah. The last eight years under Sean Payton, so not including 2012 when he was kicked out of the league because of uh, yeah. head gate, Issues. whatever it was. Right. Uh, after a bye, I went and did this myself. Yeah. The Saints are 6-2. and two. And they averaged 36 points a game after a bye. It's pretty impressive. You know why? However, oh. they're 6-0 and at home after a bye. Oh. They're 0-2 on the road. Uh, aha! And that is why I am betting $100 on the Ravens. Yeah. Here's what else. Drew, the Ravens are 2-0 and at home this year. Nobody. Oh, no. Hold on. Nobody. Oh, no. What's wrong with you? Are you going Come on, Smeag- go. That was Smeagol. You got though. it. You got a good Smeagol voice. So. Sin. Okay. Nobody comes to Baltimore. I, got, I lost well, it. you lost it. I lost it. You lost it with the pirate and it the... went to the Jaguars in Tampa Bay. Okay? It's gone. <laughs> Ravens are 2-0 and at home this year. Straight up and against the spread. And against Buffalo and Denver in those two games, they've allowed 17 points total at home. Yeah. They're the only team that hasn't allowed, what, a second-half touchdown? Okay? So very interesting. Yeah. Here is the reason, the main reason I'm afraid, and I almost went on New Orleans. Yeah. Of the 32 teams in the NFL... Drew Brees this could be it, right? has beaten all of them except, the except for the Ravens. Right. He's 0-4 against the Ravens. That scares me because I believe in my heart this might be the Drew Brees season. He breaks the passing record. He's going to hit the 500 touchdowns. Everyone's talking about how he has not won an MVP yet. Right. I'm afraid of the storyline. 
Right. Drew Brees gets the Baltimore Ravens monkey off his back. He's now beaten every team in the NFL. He's now the all-time leading passer. They go on a run. They finish 13-3, and 12-4. It's the Drew Brees MVP Who are the season. other two quarterbacks that have done that? Beat all 32 teams. I'm going to go with, well, not Tom Brady. No. Nope, I'm going to go with Peyton Manning. You're right about that. And I'm going to go with, it has to be a big quarterback that got traded. Exactly. It's going to be really obvious. I'm going to go with Montana. Nope. Okay. Keep going along. Well, I mean, just keep thinking of legends. Think of quarterbacks. I was going to say Alex Smith. What's another? No, legends. Think about all-time top five or six quarterbacks that we've talked about. Brett Favre. Yes. Okay. There we go. Um, So I'm really just afraid of the storyline. And and I'm afraid of... I thought of the Bengals-Ravens game. Yeah. And I thought about how the Bengals were able to use their speed to negate all of the strength that the Ravens have. Yes. And I think about Sean Payton being a really good OC. Mm -hmm. And I think about getting Kamara to the outside. And I think about getting Michael, uh, just winning the isolations with Michael Thomas. Sure. And I just think, though, that the Ravens at home, I believe that both of these teams are Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, I do too. And I always go to the home team when it's a battle of really good teams. But I could totally see the Drew Brees storyline. But outside, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where outside. It came it, to. Yeah, it's going to be. I'm really, I'm really pumped for this. This is going to be a really interesting. The three for four the... o'clock games. Yeah, it's uh, this one. Baltimore, New Orleans, yeah. Washington, Dallas, and Rams, Niners. I yeah. love all of them. That's a really good one. All right, guys. Uh, next... One second. Just hold yeah, on. Go ahead. First of all, I seriously need somebody to get me Chipotle. I'm so hungry. Okay. I'm going to die. On I'll the... work on it. I'm going to die on the podcast. Like, die. Like, the Raven's coming, too. He's floating around because he sees that I'm hungry. He knows I might kill over. Other thing is, I, before we even go on... See? Look, he's there. He knows that I'm about to keel over. Um... <laughs> The other thing is, the Saints, just real quick, this interesting little schedule they got coming up. Did you check that out? I've been talking about it since the preseason. God, This is the part of the Saints' schedule where they needed to start Three off of, fast. Yeah. And this is the reason why before the year I didn't have them winning the South. Because they're going at Baltimore, at Minnesota, home against the Rams, at the Bengals, home against the Eagles. Yeah, that is some, that's the truth right there. We're going to know all about the Saints when this stretch is over. I feel very similar to what we're going to experience from the Rams right now. Rams are going in the third stretch of an at-road game against the Niners and then face Facing uh, Aaron Rodgers after a bye, yeah. and then at the Saints. Ooh. So the Rams have a nice little stretch too. They do. All right, guys. Four twenty-five here on Sunday. The Dallas Cowboys three and three on the road, visiting Washington at three and two. High in Washington, fifty-five degrees, partly cloudy in the skies. Spread in this game is Washington minus two. Lefko injuries, and in your pick first. So likely out. Tavon Austin. Uh, Sean Lee is back and practicing in a limited fashion. He could be back this week. Uh, Did not practice for Washington. Adrian Peterson, Jamison Crowder, Paul Richardson. Mm -hmm. And am I going first? Yes. Okay. Um, I looked at this game, and I had talked about some of the trends on Monday. Right. The Cowboys have been owning this series. So the reason that I would want to think Washington, Dallas is 0-3 on the road this season. Yeah. Dallas has also gone win-loss, 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 or loss-win, loss-win, and then they won, so it would be a loss. And it's the opposite for Washington. They've gone win-loss, win-loss, win. So they're due to lose. So then they're both due to lose. lose. Okay, then that actually makes me feel better about this. 
That that was some some nonsense from us right there. Dallas has three games on the road this year. Yeah. 16 points, 13 points, 8 points. Yeah. A little scary. Right. I am putting $150 on Dallas. <laughs> like, you know what I saw when I saw these trends? Yeah. I can't do it yet. Yeah. Dallas, last seven times they faced Washington, they've won six. Yeah. Five and two against the spread. Since 2017, the Cowboys against the NFC East, 6-1 and one against the spread. The last six games for Washington against the NFC East, 1-5. Right. So this is the bottom of the NFC East barrel against the team that's winning a lot in the NFC East. They beat Washington last year in a pretty muddy year by a combined score of 71-33. to 33. Mm. Also, I went back and added it up. The last five road games for Dallas and Washington, they've scored 33, 27, 19, 44, 24. Wow. Dallas has Washington's number. It happens. They go there, and it's a healthy Zeke. I think that they were a team that needed a little confidence. They needed to see Cole Beasley catch some passes. And Zeke... I agree with you there. Zeke, to me... Wasn't really, and also it felt like they found an identity R- choosing to run the ball with Dak. Yes. If you don't think he's a $150 million quarterback, then don't be afraid to run him. I also think that the strength of the Washington defense, those two Alabama guys, get negated by the strength of the Dallas offensive line. No doubt about it. Yeah. I look at this team and I go, Taven Austin, not a big deal. I'm really hoping the confidence is clicking for the Cowboys. Yep. And I look at Washington, and I think they were lucky to win that game last week. I think the Dallas defense is really, really good. I would argue in some cases it might be better than the Carolina defense they just faced. Oh, it is. So I, I really right like Dallas here, especially getting the points. I think I would take money line. Yeah, I, I listen. I, I first of all, what you just said. If you about take the, Dallas and get confidence. I'm left go fucking lock. Well, well, what you said about the Dallas Cowboy defense, I, I'm going to give you confidence there. There's no doubt. I, I, I would argue that Dallas is in that, like Dallas's defense is in the convo for for one of the best in the game. Like they they got everything now. It's official. It's one of the best D lines. The fact that Byron Jones has panned out a corner. You know, what's the injury? Is Chidobia Wuze? I did not see him, but I'll check while you Yeah, just talking. check that. Um, it's not a huge blow, if not, because they have enough cover corner guys, too, so it's not a big deal. Um, the, the, both of these defenses are good. He will play Sunday. He will play. That's a big deal, because he can lock people up man-to-man. Both of these defenses are extremely good. Um, I have a hard time thinking the Washington Redskins are going to be able to push around this Dallas Cowboy uh, defensive line in any capacity, really. Now, I will say the Washington offense is more creative than Dallas. There, yes. there, there's no doubt about that. But this is not the kind of game that, you know, they're not overly creative to where I go, oh, no, Dallas is going to have issues here. No, they're just a little more creative than Dallas. That's not saying a whole lot there, okay? And I think that between Alex Smith, his inability to really throw the ball down the field and throw any big-time power plays, the Redskins wide receivers are good but they're not turning out to be quite as good as I thought they were going to be. And they're banged up. They're banged and up. Jordan Reed's been inconsistent. Right. Paul and Chris Thompson is coming off of an injury. Exactly right. So those things concern me a little bit. 
I, I this is a tough one to pick because I, I do think that Washington, yeah, they're at home. They realize all the things you said that Dallas has kind of had their way with them. I heard Jay Gruden in a press conference yesterday. We haven't handled winning good in my career, actually. We are better off a lot losses than we are off of wins. Uh, and I think his record bears that out. So they don't handle success all that well. But I think what I saw from the Dallas Cowboys last week puts me over the edge with them, too, that there's just enough offense there. And they don't need a very complicated formula. I mean, like we've been kind of saying, like if they just go Seattle, Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch mode of read option, yes. quarterback design runs, a few shots in the game, bootlegs. How does Washington match up in terms of stopping Zeke? Yeah, I don't know if they do because as awesome as Deron Payne is, Jonathan Dallin's one of those tweener D tackles. So, and he's not as good as Deron Payne. Kerrigan's what about good. The linebackers? Preston Smith, good. I do think Washington's still missing another real legit stud up front for me to go, oh, you're in the class of the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Ravens, some of those defenses. I don't think I can put them in that because of that, out of the fact that I don't think they can play man-to-man on a consistent basis like some of the other good defenses. So because of that, I think it's a really hard football game. I'm putting $50 on the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm going, I think they went 20 to 17 on the road. Last yeah. game of the four o'clock slate here, guys. Wow, we're moving pretty good. Moving pretty good. 6 0 LA Rams on the road visiting the 1 and 5 San Francisco 49ers, high of 77 in San Francisco on Sunday. Uh, spread it's in this really game. not San Francisco, so you got to go to Santa Clara for Santa the weather Clara. report. Uh, spread in this game is Are you getting Rams. us a San Francisco weather yeah, report? Yeah, I'll, I'll get you Santa Clara. Don't okay. Spread I mean, in this game is right. Rams Holy minus crap. nine and a half. Lefko will go to you first for the injuries and your pick. All right, so Cooper Cup is <laughs> out for the Rams. Uh, uh, did not practice on Wednesday. I like to fluster you. Michael Brockers Thanks. and Roger Saffold did not practice. That's big. Uh, Greg uh, Z- high of 76. Sorry, one Whoa, degree off of Santa Clara. See? Okay. Greg Zerline is back uh, for San Francisco. Pierre Garcon and Mike Person did not practice. Uh, Niners are coming off a Monday night game. Uh, I believe this actually opened at the Rams minus 11. Is that now right? It's down to nine and a half. Um, the Rams are uh, under Sean McVay as 11-point favorites. They're 2-0 and since yeah. he's been there. Right. But the Rams... Um, the Niners versus the Rams is actually very interesting to me. Yeah. You guys know how much I love taking the Niners with a lot of points. Right. Especially against a Rams team that when I look at, at their schedule, the last few games, they have not really been covering the spread. They didn't cover the spread against the Broncos. They let up 20 points. They let up 31 to the Seahawks on the road. Uh, they let up 31 to the Vikings. They let up 23 to the Chargers. And this is their Third straight road game. Now, yeah. granted that they've been able to spend those last three road games in the upper Northwest, I think right. is a huge advantage to them to go Seattle, Denver, San Francisco. It is. But I will say this. Niners last five as a double-digit underdog, four and one against the spread. Mm. Now, I know it's not double-digit anymore. Last five against the Rams. The Niners are four and one, and they're five and oh against the spread. Sean McVay versus Kyle Shanahan, 0-2 against the spread. Hmm. Very interesting. Rams have not covered in their last three games. I'm going the Niners here for $50. I don't really feel... I think the Rams are the better team. I think I would like maybe, Nick, I do like this song. 
But I do wonder if we could do like a, a Lil Wayne sound effect from now on. All right. Just with Kyle Shanahan and the, right. the Kyle Five. But I think that I, I think that the Rams are going to put up a lot of points against the Niners. Right. At the same point, I look at the Niners and I know they're on a short week, and I, I was pretty impressed with C.J. Beathard, and I know they gave a lot of their effort, and I could see them kind of slowing down after a, a, a disheartening performance, but it's a divisional game against a team that's getting a ton of praise right now, and the Rams allow themselves some deep shots. Yeah. And when I think about Kyle against Wade Phillips, he's he has done some big things against him. I he mean, has. the Thursday night game last year yeah. with Brian frickin' Hoyer, he was putting up a lot of points. And then at the end of the game, the end of the year... Think about the year Wade Phillips was in Denver and that defense was awesome and Kyle was in Atlanta and they went into Atlanta and beat them up there, right? Remember and, with the and, whole backs in the passing game and all that stuff? And the Niners beat the Rams 34-13 the last game of the year. I know that was Jimmy Garoppolo and the starters weren't playing, right. but... Uh, I don't know. I like the liner. I like the Niners to cover the spread. Nine and a half is too much. I would have rather this at six. Yeah. I get, so it opened up at 11 and a half? 11. 11. Wow, that's that's a lot of points. Uh, the Rams are cool, clearly the better football team. I mean, let's let's not get it mixed up there. I think the cool thing about this matchup, too, is you're talking about two out of the three best running teams in football. That's what's awesome, okay? I mean, the Rams are number one with 154 yards per game. The San Francisco 49ers are, 100, uh, are number three with 142 yards per game. Defenses, hey, the Rams are better. The biggest reason the Rams are better is their points allowed, but it's kind of skewed. I think everybody's got to realize that. They played some crappy offenses early in the year and took advantage of that, whether it was the Cardinals in the shutout. They got the Raiders, and only the Raiders scored only 30, 13 points. And you've seen lately, like you said, Lefko, it's a lot of big plays. It really is. And Kyle Shanahan's run game is extremely hard to defend. It's, it's special, and I would have a hard time thinking that they don't run the ball again with some success against the Rams. Not that they're just going to absolutely blow their doors away, but it's going to be concerning enough for the Rams to go... You know, they're going to be vulnerable in the pass game behind that. I think if you look at the other side of the ball, too, I just go, okay, that Rams offense, which is, you know, arguably the best in football. If if not, it's it's top three. And against the 49ers defense, which, hey, the 49ers defense, it's it's off the cuff a little. They do some creative things. They can confuse you. They really can. Now, they can let up big plays, too, as we saw, but... I think as a whole, the 49ers defense has been encouraging to me lately. Even the Chargers game, you know. Like it did take Aaron Rodgers four or five drives to finally get the game winning. Like they did stop him. The offense just couldn't get going. Exactly right. Exactly right. And I just have a hard time thinking like you that the Rams are going to win this game by 10 plus points. I know it's a short week from the 49ers. I wanted to go hard like with the 49ers. So I went semi hard. Okay. And I, I didn't mean it to sound like that, but I am going $200 Wow! on the San Francisco forward and not. Is that the trolley? Is that the trolley? You were singing San Diego Super Chart. I know. $200. $200. I think the Rams are going to win this game 41 to 38. I think there's going to be a that. number of big plays. And... Yeah, I just think at some point C.J. Beathard will screw up like he usually does late in the game, and the Rams will win the football game. All right, wow. guys. Sunday Night Football, the 4-2 and two Cincinnati Bengals on the road visiting the 5-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs. High is 57 in Kansas City on Sunday. 
Spread in this game is Kansas City minus six. And Lefko, we'll go to you first. All right. So did not practice for Cincinnati uh, after their heartbreaking loss to the Steelers. Giovanni Bernard, Billy Price, Nick Vigil, Darquez Denard all did not practice on Wednesday. Eric Berry still out for Kansas City. Justin Houston didn't practice. And Mitch Morris is still recovering from a concussion. Mm. They brought in Jeff Allen to help out on the offensive line. It always yeah. scares me when you're picking up a guy off the street. Yep. Uh, but Jeff Allen was with them for a while. He was. Uh, so I understand it. Um, the I am going to be putting $50 on Kansas City minus six. I am not that confident in this game because I think that six is interesting, and here's why I'm not that confident. Here's why I'm wrong. Last 15 times, Kansas City has been a favorite of six or more points, all under Andy Reid. They're 4-11 and 11 against the spread. Mm. They're 10-5, and five, but they're 4-11. and 11. The reason I feel like I'm right, Chiefs are 6-0 against the spread this season. Right. Best in the NFL. Right. So I'm not betting it against them anytime soon. Yep. Also, coming off a game like that against the Patriots, where they're going to feel good, but they're also going to go, okay, now we know what it takes to be a champ. Right. And they're going to be facing the Bengals. The last four, the big issue is the Bengals are historically bad on Sunday night football. Huh. Since NBC took over Sunday night football, so right. this is since 2006, the Bengals are 0-7. They're 1-6 against the spread. With Andy Dalton, they're 0-5 on Sunday night football, 1-4 against the spread. Right. And they've lost those five games with Andy Dalton by an average of 11.2 points per game. Mm. So they're losing by a lot on Sunday night football. Now, this is the first Sunday night football for the Bengals since November 2015. The Chiefs on Sunday night football, 3-1 and one straight up, 4-0 against the spread. I love Andy Reid on primetime. I don't love Andy Dalton on primetime. Yeah. And I look at the Chiefs, and I look at that offense, and if Geno Atkins and what's the guy's name, Andrew Billings Billings can really mess up the interior of the Chiefs offensive line and get a lot of pressure on uh, Patrick Mahomes, I get it. Yeah. But I look at the Bengals, and I know that they love to go man-to-man and because they are athletic, right? Am I wrong with that? Or am no, I right? no, you're right. You're right. You can't go man-to-man yeah. with this Chiefs yeah, offense. Right. And I think that the Chiefs go on a scoring spree, and I, I think that they outpace the, the Bengals at home on Sunday night. Yeah, the Bengals' defense has been – it's weird. I, it's disappointing, really. And I, I don't even know what to attribute it to. Their pass rush, of course, hasn't been as good as, as uh, advertised. You know, I know Vontez Perfect is just getting back into the flow of things. Um, I really attribute it more than anything in a schematical change. That's really what I look at it. They've been in this one scheme for such a long time, this Mike Zimmer, Paul Gunther scheme, and now our man Terrell Austin's there. And Terrell Austin's a little bit – it's a totally different language for them. That's that's really all I can chalk it up to because I don't know what else to say. With teams like the Falcons, the Panthers made a lot of big plays on them. Even the Ravens did and when they needed to in that ugly game. Um you know, uh, Pittsburgh, of course, last week had their way in both facets of the football game. The Bengals' defense has just been disappointing. I don't know. Their Bengals' bad at defense both. and the Rams' defense are kind of in the same boat for me right now. Yeah. I see a lot of talent, but every week they're allowing some big plays. To Rams get make plays at least, though, and cause disruption every now and then and keep you out of the end zone. I think that's where it's a little different. I know they haven't done it as much the last two weeks. I, I don't know. I have more faith in the Rams because of Wade Wade uh, Phillips. Phillips is just 
a little more of a week-to-week, change-the-game-plan kind of guy. But neither one of these defenses is worth a damn. I mean, and they're both not good at defending the pass. I mean, the Bengals are 28th in football in defending the pass. The Chiefs are 31st in football. I think there's going to be a number of big plays in this game. Uh, I really do look at it that way. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, I just think at the end of the day, with two bad defenses, there's one offense that is clearly better, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. We're seeing a special thing here, everybody. So let's just make sure we watch. We're seeing a, an offense in Kansas City that can can do whatever they want. You know, um, at the same time, I'm betting fifty dollars on the Bengals. Wow! I just think they're going to score points. They're going to realize they got to score points and push the envelope out there. I don't think they're going to win the game. But I'm going $50 on the Bengals. I think the Chiefs are going to win 38-34. to 34. How dare you do that to that little Bengal like that? How dare? How dare you do that? So you think the Chiefs win by four? By four points, yes. That's kind of what I picked. Um, I get it. Yeah. It's a tough one. I mean, I, this, I, that's why it's I'm going... It's a good Sunday night game. That's why I'm going $50, though, because, you know, yeah, it's also Andy Dalton and company, and I always worry about that, and... I worry that, you know, all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes and company make like four unbelievable plays. And, and we go, the damn, pre- the game's 28-7. to seven. And then the pressure's on and Andy. And then the pressure's on Andy and it just free falls. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Last game of the week to break down here. The New York Giants at 1-5 and five on the road visiting the Atlanta Falcons Hold at 2-4. Hold on, really quick. Four. Is there any benefit to the Chiefs playing at the exact same time two weeks in a row? It, there is. To playing Sunday Night Football and then playing Sunday Night Football? There definitely is. Yeah. I mean, just, hey, they're creatures of habit. You got a feel for it last week. It's going to be a similar routine again this week. What about um, having to get up like and, that two weeks in a row, though? Yeah, it's uh, again, it's not, it's not easy. But when you're on Sunday night football it or Monday night football, it's and you got the whole day of Sunday to kind of lay around. It's almost like an extra day of rest to a degree. Uh, they're they're going to be ready to go, and they're gonna, they're they're a highly motivated team that believes in themselves. And I think they're going to be disappointed that they showed the whole nation last week that they lost the game in New England that yes. they feel like they could have won. Gotcha. All right, Monday yeah, Night Football, 1-5 yeah. Giants, 2-4 and four Atlanta Falcons. In case you're curious, I know the game is indoors. Sunday in Atlanta, 63 and sunny, mm. just in case you were wondering. Yep. Great, because the game's on Monday. Uh, sorry, Monday. Atlanta, minus 5.5 is the spread there. <laughs> and uh, Lefko, we'll go to you first for the injuries. Okay, and then no, Sims I, for I don't have injuries because it's the Monday. game's on Monday. Um, so... I'm going to give you first a little betting nugget. Yeah. This came from Joe. Pipeville. Pipeville, USA. Joey Guns. So there's his, it's a betting system. So what you're doing is you're finding trends. Right. And the trend that's a thing that he pointed out to me is the host on Thursday night football, the next game they play, bet the over. So it's a team that typically has 10 days of rest. The team has 11 days of rest. When the team that hosts Thursday night football plays their next game, bet the over. Thus far, they're going to score points. Thus far, and... if you bet the over, 5-0. and oh, that's, okay? good. that's a good one, Joey Guns. So other than week two, in which the Eagles, after playing on Thursday, came back and they still hit the over and they covered by a half, the, cover, the over is hitting by an average of 25 points more than the over-under. Right. Um, the over-under this week for Giants-Falcons is 54.5. So we're expecting a game in the upper 20s to the lower 30s, oh, if not more. I, and I, I think would, so, too. I would be on the over. We have officially picked up Eli Manning as our fantasy football quarterback. He's our fantasy quarterback. Ugh. The, the Falcons, 
I can't believe I made this bet. All of the trends go to the Falcons. Yeah. Since 2015, Atlanta on Monday Night Football is 4-0, 3-1 against the spread. The last 10 Monday Night Footballs for the Giants, 3-7. The New York Football Giants on primetime in the last two years, 3-8. Hmm. But I'm putting $50 on the Giants to cover the five and a half. I think it's a shootout. I think that the Falcons' defense is worse than the Giants' defense. I think that Eli and Odell have a few big moments. I think Saquon. Saquon might have 300 yards rushing. Like, And if not 300, he might have damn near 400 all-purpose yards. Yeah. Um, I think this is the a Giants team comes together. I could see them winning the game, and I just I think five and a half is too high. I think it's a shootout. I love in the points. I think it's going to be a shootout too. I, I got to think that the Giants offense is going to put its best foot forward. I know. I oh, got to think the, Eli the, the Manning. The world's crashing. Down. Right. I got to think Eli Manning's uh, officially hearing all this noise and actually got to be thinking like, damn, am I good anymore? I got to show some people here. The Falcons defense thinks the Giants defense is better than the Falcons defense. And the Giants' biggest flaw has lately been their run defense, which is actually crazy. I just never thought that we were going to say that this year with some of the big people they have. But, you know, uh, everybody's kind of running on the last few weeks a little bit. But I don't think the Atlanta Falcons are good enough in the run game themselves right now to truly take advantage of that and exploit the New York Giants. Now, the... It's wild that the Falcons in their first seven games get five home games. It really is crazy. Now, the New York Giants... all come crashing down after the bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The New York Giants, um, pass defense is okay, certainly. But we know this Atlanta Falcons pass offense. It's real, and they also know what? That their defense sucks, and they have to score points. And I think Matty Ryan and them know, like, if we don't score 30, we have no chance of winning the football game. Um, Because of all those points... And the Giants are desperate in that way. And I know both are desperate, but like the Giants were embarrassed last week yeah, with the, the extra Falcons days. Survive like you said the it. Exactly. Uh, I'm going $50 on the New York Giants, too. Wow. Let's go, Giants. I mean, it makes me feel like I'm sitting in the mezzanine in 236 that was a again. Pretty quiet, let's go, Giants for me today. Yeah, I know. I, uh, we we got to do better, I think, with the Giants and the New England. We have nothing for New England. I know they've only won it's the Super Bowl your, eighteen years in a row. You and your Boston accent, right? And uh, you know, so we got to do better there. We, we we're better as a company. We can find something. Boston led the fucking revolution. Can't we figure something out? Some muskets. Holy crap! Can we Nick, hear Paul Revere on his course? No, on his course. Uh, Nick <laughs> Nicky G. My recommendation would be to how about them apples? Like taking that audio. He's, see, most. we're dealing with bias here. He just said he goes. I hate Boston. Yeah, I get it. What an asshole! I refuse to be that type of podcast. We don't show bias, Nikki G. All right, so you and me right now, we agreed on a bunch. Yeah, we you got anything else to say? You want me to go through the disagreements? No, we agreed on nine and we disagreed on five, and there's one disagreement that's going to completely sweep this week. He went Trubisky over Brady. All right, so <laughs> we'll do disagreements from this week. Then we'll go to Lefko for the locks and Sims for a you little took DTL. a home. You took an away favorite in Chicago. That's that's where I'm going with. That's what you're going with. Disagreements in week seven. Thursday night football. Sims is going with the Broncos. Lefko going with the Cardinals. I'm glad. I like disagreeing on Thursday night football with you. It gives a little that's, spice to the matchup. Yeah. Uh, moving it's on to Sunday. Houston at Jacksonville. Sims is going with Houston. Lefko is going with Jacksonville. Loving it. So far, I got two home teams. Uh, moving on down the schedule here. New England at Chicago. Sims has 600 bleacher bucks on New England minus three. Lefko has 100 bleacher bucks on Chicago plus three three home teams 
Detroit at Miami. Sims has Miami. Lefko has Detroit. You get a home team. <laughs> and then uh, the last disagreement of the week is on Sunday Night Football. Sims going with Cincinnati plus six. Lefko, you have KC minus six. I love it. Who are you thinking about locking? Uh, I would say right now the leaders in the lock clubhouse are Chargers, minus six and a half in London against Tennessee. Minnesota, minus three in the New York Jets stadium. Uh, I would say that Dallas, plus two at Washington. And right now I am deciding between uh, two, three games for my last lock, and I'll let you guys weigh in. Carolina plus Hold four. Hold on, I haven't listened to anything you said. So, so the go, three locks. Hear your locks. The sorry. three locks that I'm leading in the clubhouse with. I was writing down my GTLs. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, welcome. How's that feel? How's it feel? Tell me. Tell me how's I it mean, feel. I mean, I listen. I just interrupt. How's it feel? How's it feel? No, you don't always listen either. You don't always listen. Well, you don't you, don't you're on your phone sometimes, say. and damn, you you killed a whole Brazilian forest this week with your damn stats. It's disgusting. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. I'm the leaders. The three locks I'm definitely going to lock are Chargers minus six and a half in London against Tennessee. Right. Minnesota minus three at the Jets. Dallas plus two at Washington. And the thing that I'm debating right now is, am I going to do Carolina plus four and a half in Philadelphia? Baltimore minus two and a half at home. And you kind of convinced me with this San Francisco plus nine and a half business. <laughs> Missing the, I think you're missing the easiest one of the week. I'm not doing New England, Chicago. You can't. You're not allowed anymore. No, I don't want it's to. It's against our BR contracts, so you cannot do that now. I think I'm going to do the Carolina one and publicly bet against Philadelphia. Oh, oh man. You what do you think? Th- Carolina, Baltimore, or San Francisco? Okay, Carolina, Baltimore, or San Francisco. Okay, um, mm, Carolina. Have you locked against the Eagles yet this year? No. They're all... I think... Mm. I think I'd probably go Carolina, too. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't know. I mean, the Baltimore one, it's just too close. They're so even. Yeah. The Saints are dangerous. It just scares me as far as a lock is concerned. The Rams The scariest thing about locking Chargers Tennessee is that it's a 9:30 game. So by the time you it gets posted into the office. I could be, no, I, it could be they could be posting a video of me locking the Chargers and it's lost. Oh, well, we'll ah. get it up early. I just fast. I have a hard time thinking the 49ers can lose by more than nine and a half. I know. Man. All right, Lefko, you know what time it is, right? Do you want to look at my teams? Or do you not even care? No, dude, I'm always able to read the paper okay, without you even looking. Put it closer, I, it's dude. part of the game. It's part of the fun. Yeah. yeah. Buckle that seatbelt, turn up that dial. It's time to get five teams that are guaranteed slash, we're not really sure, if they're going to lose. Sims, last week you went four and one. Good job hosting the show, Lefko. Holy crap, first one, we're going across the pond. Hey, is that Big Ben? No, because it could be a big L for the T-I-T-A-N-S. That's right. Hello, Titans. You sucked last week, and you're going to London, and you will suck again because the Chargers are on fire, and their offense is good, and man, their defense is looking good, too. Bruce Lefko told me Titans will lose, and I listened to Bruce. He's smarter than his son, Adam. Absolutely right. Right, you had a rookie quarterback, and he's not playing, and you're Whoa. left with a guy that hasn't played in two years. Holy crap, Derek Anderson starting, and I can't believe this, but I'm picking them guaranteed to lose against a team that's only won one game, but what uh, What does it come down to? Ah, uh, hmm, huh. 
Captain Andrew Luck is greater than Derek Anderson. Super Sorry, excited, Buffalo. For, so exci- super excited for Sims to figure this one out because he wrote he wrote the wrong opponent for this game. Oh, I did. I not write so well, but I can talk well. That's what they pay me for. Thank you. Hello, Chicago. Yes, Mike Dick on the Burrs. You got Tommy Brady and Billy Ballgame Belichick coming to town. It's October. New England gets better every week. Khalil Mack has a hurt ankle. Brady's going to pat the ball for nine minutes and tear you apart. Hello, Chicago. Welcome to Guaranteed to Lose. You're going to lose. You know why? Because I said so. (laughs) Second last team on Guaranteed to Lose, a team that Sims bet on. It's the old cross prediction. Damn, you're right. I'm betting on them, but damn, they ain't going to win because they're not as good. Sorry, San Francisco. You might be digging for gold, but you're not going to find it this week. Not on the Los Angeles Rams watch. I can tell you that. You'll keep it close, but there's no consolation prizes for keeping it close and Guaranteed to Lose. You're going to lose again. Sorry. And the final team. On guarantee to lose for week seven is whoa <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals. Nice. What? You can't beat Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes in a shootout in Arrowhead Stadium? Are you kidding me? This is my homie Patrick Mahomes. Bengals gonna lose. My mama said so. Don't mess with Mama Luca Booba Day. Dirty Diana Sims. And that was Guaranteed to Lose, Ooh, brought to you by energy. the new 17-piece drumstick bucket, only available at KFC. KFC, we put the cholesterol into your veins. Dude, we're beans, not beef, bro. Come on, come with something else. I said puts the cholesterol into your vein, as in you shouldn't eat it because it's gross. Yeah. I will say, though, yeah. growing up, yeah. when my parents would bring home the bucket of KFC chicken, yeah. one of the best nights. Big ever. night. Last time I ate Kentucky Fried Chicken, you pooped everywhere. I ended up on the toilet at a movie theater. Sorry, oh. I love Kentucky. I really do. My family's from there. That but... is a vicious visual. Oh, man, it was bad. I was. Uh... Thanks for sharing. Do you know how long that's been? You know how what long... movie that was? What movie? Crimson Tide. Wow. Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman. I haven't oh, had the it boat? since. Yeah. Wow. It's a, they call it a submarine these days. Yeah, it's technically <laughs> a boat that goes underwater. <laughs> All right, those are our picks. Let us know what you think, as always, for Sims. Peace out, homies. Fendrick says... Good evening, everybody. And for the L-E-F-K-O-E... Man. We will holler at you Sundays. See you on the internet at Sims and Lefko. Peace. Peace.